handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's up, Colts Nation? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Cody Felger, Derek Larger here with you guys. Hope everybody's doing well. It has been a while since we've done a podcast together. Derek, how are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. Uh, I just got back from a workout and uh, yeah, just ready to talk some more uh, Colts news. I, I heard the news about Golden Tate today. Yeah, absolutely. I made a video a little bit earlier about Golden Tate, kind of gave my immediate thoughts when I saw uh, the reports that he was listed. The Colts as a team that he's potentially interested in. And so, Derek, I thought that, that we could kind of look at some of the pros and cons and more of a depth um, of, of Golden Tate, why we maybe want him, why we maybe don't want him. I've seen different Colts fans um, give their different takes on him. I think we can start just with some of the pros because there are a few pros here. Obviously, the production that he's had in the past, right, especially with Detroit um, and a little bit with Philadelphia. Um, he's had some some pretty solid seasons, some over a thousand yard seasons. What are your thoughts on those and just the production that he's had um, in his career? Yeah, I mean, he really has been a quite productive wide receiver, given the fact that, you know, wherever he has been, he's normally been the number two guy or number three guy even in a lot of different places. So, you know, for being a number two or number three guy on all the uh, teams that he has participated on, you know, puts up the numbers that are quite, uh, quite good to be honest. I mean, like you said, in 2014 had 1300 yards over 1300 yards, 2016 had over just over a thousand same in 2017. And basically this last year with, or in the last two years with New York has nearly 1100 yards receiving in those two years. So you think about it from a standpoint of, you know, he's getting the ball thrown to him by Daniel Jones of all quarterbacks, you know, still averaging over 500 yards a season on basically 40 catches you know, I mean, that, that's that's pretty good. And eight touchdowns over those two years with New York. I mean, the stats really bode well for a guy that's climbing up there in age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think just another thing is he's been fairly healthy uh, throughout his career. I mean, last year was – the last two years haven't been, at, at least from uh, games missed, they've probably been the most games missed, but he's still played 11 and 12 games respectively. So this guy hasn't – ever really missed a full season due to injury. No real major injury concerns, which I think should be a positive for a guy like Golden Tate, especially like you mentioned, and we'll get to the age. But, I mean, that should be something that should be a factor as well. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're talking about a guy that's reliable, you know, we're we've said a lot about the Colts wide receivers at that, that there's been a lot of issues with injuries when it comes to the Colts wide receivers. You know, Paris Campbell's had a few. Uh, T.Y. Hilton over the last few years has dealt with some injuries. So, you know, when you when you talk about some of these guys that end up going down, you know, it's never a bad thing to have an insurance policy on a veteran wide receiver 
who can still go out there and get the rock whenever you need him to. So, you know, I mean, it, it's a great insurance policy. I see a lot of people talk about it on Twitter and everything that, you know, it's a good insurance policy that somebody like that could be on, uh, on reserve for you in case something cataclysmic goes wrong. Yeah, especially like you mentioned, there's just been some injuries, like especially on the Colts, it feels like their wide receivers, specifically Paris Campbell, has just had some unfortunate luck the first two years. So you have some injuries, and injuries are just part of the game. You know, it just happens sometimes. You know, some of your guys will get out a couple games, and so it's always nice to have a nice insurance policy like you mentioned, especially now adding another game, playing 17 games. It's nice to have another insurance guy there. Um, but I think another thing, Derek, that, that's very interesting to me is that connection with Carson Wentz, right? He, If Golden Tate got traded, Philadelphia Eagles, um, he played with Carson Wentz for basically half a season or so and uh, was fairly productive with them. So he knows Carson Wentz really well. Uh, the thing that's interesting is you know, all the teams that he listed um, are teams that, you know, he, he he's known in the past, it feels like, except for Tennessee. I mean, Matthew Stafford, he, he was with him for how many years in Detroit? And Carson Wentz, he was with him. So it looks like that connection potentially. And there was a report that came out from uh, CBS Sports that Carson Wentz is open. Uh, to having Golden Tate potentially come to Indianapolis. So that connection can't be understated either. Yeah, I mean, the connections are always there. I mean, yeah, I mean, he played with Matt Stafford and then went to Carson and then stayed in that division. So, you know, it's nice to, you know, again, be able to surround your new quarterback with a wide receiver who he genuinely knows, you know, not for a very long time, but he did build a connection with him was able to throw some balls to him so he kind of understands how he plays and who he is. So, you know, it's never a bad idea to bring in another guy that's familiar with how your quarterback plays. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing here, like if you did sign a Golden Tate, he's not going to command a whole lot of money, right? This is a buy low, potentially decently high risk here for a guy that's been in a thousand yard receiver in the past. I think that's another reason why that's maybe a pro for bringing in a guy like Golden Tate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, but as it is with every player, there are some negatives as well with Golden Tate. We mentioned the age. You might as well get that out of the way. He's 32 years old right now, so he's not getting any younger right now. We know it seems like, not with everybody, but it seems like around in a couple of years here, uh, that's when some of these really good wide receivers start to kind of taper off because of the age. Yeah, I mean, you know, father time, it, it catches up to everybody at some point. You know, it doesn't seem to have caught up to Golden Tate just yet, you know, even at the age of 32, I mean, still is getting numbers up, still staying relatively healthy and doing all this stuff. So it really doesn't, the age doesn't really concern me as much because Golden Tate, again, is not going to be a long-term thing. The Colts are not going to lock him up for multiple years. They're going to give him a one-year deal and then see where we go from there. But I mean, it's not it's not really a concern to me because you're not looking to lock him up long-term. Yeah, that's for sure. I think another thing, you know, we, we, we mentioned he hasn't really been injury prone really at all um, throughout his career, but the last two seasons um, have been probably the least, I think the least amount of games since his rookie season that he's played, right? Yeah. Um, 11 games and 12 games respectively. So, you know, maybe some nagging injuries are potentially a concern. Throw that in with the age. 
uh, that could potentially be a concern is like, is it, is it just going to take him longer to get back from some injuries that maybe two, three, four years ago, he would have been back a lot earlier. Yeah. I mean, you're totally right. I mean, you look at the usage and everything else that's really tapered off since, you know, he got to New York. I mean, in 20, in 2018, playing with Detroit and Philly, still had 113 targets with 74 receptions for 800 yards. I mean, you know, just two years in New York seems to have really messed with him. I mean, I, I think that sometimes is not necessarily an issue with the player. I think sometimes it's an issue with where you stand with that team respectively because, you know, New York has had a lot of injury problems over the last few years. They've had a few guys uh, go go haywire, and, you know, I question that from their medical staff. I question how they get their players prepared, you know, things like that, because in Seattle, never had an issue. Detroit, never had an issue. Philadelphia, when he was there for eight games, never had an issue. And it's just all of a sudden when he hits New York, when he hits – the magical age of 31, all of a sudden he misses a game, multiple games. I, I don't know if I uh, – I would say I question more of New York rather than the excuse of his age is catching up to him and that's why you know he's missing so many more games than he used to. Yeah, and you mentioned the targets. This can kind of be a negative and positive here because you mentioned the targets. I mean, my goodness, they've gone down 113 in his last year with Detroit. Last year only had 52 targets. So, I mean, if that tells you right there, first off, I think just the Giants in general from a passing offense standpoint, they were nowhere near Detroit or really any of the other teams. Um, they, I mean, Daniel Jones, no offense to Daniel Jones, but he's he's not a great quarterback, if we're being honest. So, I mean, he's not like, like what a Matthew Stafford would be or what a Russell Wilson will be. So I think maybe those that can kind of be some positives and negatives that you can pull out of that. But I think going back to kind of the fit with the Colts, my question is, where's he going to fit in this offense, right? I mean, is he going to be – what? where's he going to fit? Like, is he going to be the number – four guy number five guy where's he gonna kind of fit in this Colts offense and and where's he gonna stack up against some of these other wide receivers yeah and I I like I said at the very beginning this guy's never been a number one wide receiver so I don't know where a lot of Colts fans are getting the idea that he's going to steal a lot of snaps from these young wide receivers who are growing and are trying to get better and whatnot because I see all the comments and they say, oh, well, why would we take snaps away from Michael Pittman? You know, Pittman's ascending. Pittman can play in the slot. Why would we want to do that? And why would we take snaps away from, you know, Pascal? Or why would we take snaps away from T.Y. Hilton? It's like you're naming every wide receiver and you're just giving me an excuse. He is not going to be a top two or three wide receiver in this offense. He never would be. And that's the thing. I need to know where Golden Tate wants to fit in an offense. If Golden Tate wants to just be a part of an offense, plain and simple, doesn't care what spot he's in or how much time he gets or whatever, he just wants to win, then that's a perfect scenario for the Colts. They can get him in there for, you know, five to 10 snaps a game, you know, just to give the guy a few guys a couple minutes rest or whatnot. 
And that's it. And it's not like this is a guy that we're going to invest a ton into because he's not a big play guy anymore. He's mainly a possession guy. And we're not, that's not taking anything away from Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's going to continue to have those snaps because of what he's able to do both in run blocking and being able to catch the ball anywhere on the field. I'm just saying, ultimately, I don't see the issue with some people saying, how it's going to take snaps away from some of these young guys. Golden Tate won't probably get more than 10, 15 snaps a game, if that. Yeah. So I just don't see why that's an issue. I think for people, this was the argument that I made. It's not really Pittman or Campbell or any of those guys. My concern is maybe, I don't know Zach Pascal. He's kind of, kind of on the fence on that. But like some of those other guys that you saw little flashes from, and, you know, I get the argument that you're making, too. Like, I see both sides of it because it's like, well, at the end of the day, those guys are projects, really. All the other guys are. Ashton Doolin, special teams guy. I like Ashton Doolin, but he's more of a special teams guy. DeMichael Harris showed you spurts. Um, you know, you, you just drafted a guy in Mike Strawn. But, like, you know, Golden Tate is proven. And I think that is something that that's big here. Yeah. He's a proven guy that can really, I mean, a lot of times be a security bucket for your quarterback. Just another guy that your quarterback can trust. And, you know, kind of how the Colts did with running back, I think, a little bit, right? They brought back Marlon Mack. And now they have all these ways they can attack you. And I think if you add a guy like Golden Tate, who has the talent, we know that's not a question, has the chemistry with Wentz. I mean, I, you're right. It ultimately comes down to, is he okay with not really being a top three guy? In How many offense? wide receivers did we keep on the roster last year? Wasn't it five or six? It was six, uh, wasn't check. it? Because we, had, we obviously had the four with T.Y., Pittman, Pascal, and Campbell to start. Then you would have had Doolin, right? Doolin was in there. DeMichael Harris was one of them, right? So, yeah. you know, you had five or six wide receivers on the roster. I don't see the problem. I really don't see the problem with saying, yeah. we're, like, we're definitely going to keep five, six wide receivers on the roster because you ultimately have no idea when injuries are going to happen. You have yeah. to keep five or six on the roster at all times. Yeah, so and you kept six. Sense. You kept yeah. six. Um, and you also lost Marcus Johnson, who stepped up in big ways when injuries happened. So you got to factor in for that as well, potentially, if and that I know does happen everyone again. everyone keeps saying Patman. Everyone keeps saying Patman and somebody and Strawn, you know, and things like that. Like, I get what the appeal of Strawn. I get that. But Strawn is a Division two athlete, a Division two athlete. Am I fully expecting him to come in and do what a Golden Tate would do, who's been in the league for 10 years, and expect Strawn to do just the same as that, if not more than that? I don't know. I don't know if I can trust that. There's a reason these guys are rookies, and there's a reason why this guy's a vet. There's a reason why people trust vets more than rookies, because vets know better. And vets mm -hmm. know how to fit into a system, and it sounds like if Golden Tate's head's on right, which I think it is, that he doesn't care how much playing time he gets. He just wants to be a part of an offense that will help him to at least get some playing time and be a part of a winning offense. Mm. Yeah, and he should. Mike Strawn shouldn't. I mean, he was a seventh round pick. I, I love Mike Strawn. I love a, phys a physical standpoint, but we shouldn't expect him to just go out there and be, you know, contributing right away. Yeah. I mean, that's not what you drafted him for. He's yeah, not you a take third, time, fourth round man. pick. You got to give know? time. Not yeah. everybody. Not every wide receiver that you draft in the NFL 
comes in day one is like, oh yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Right. I can do this. Like, no, you can't. Real NFL corners are not as are, are not as uh they're a lot more resilient and they're a lot better than the ones in college, especially at Division Two. And also last year, Marcus Johnson. Remember, we had Marcus Johnson for an extended period yep. of time at the beginning of that year too. So. You know, we had six, seven wide receivers on the roster at any given point. There's nothing yeah. wrong with just t- saying, well, you lost Marcus Johnson. You lost another couple guys here. There's nothing wrong with adding a piece like Golden Tate. That's not saying Strong can't eclipse him at some point or that, you know, Doolin becomes better than him or that some of these other guys could pass him. It's just an insurance policy in case something happens with the starting four. Well, and then you look at the other guys, like you can stash those guys on the practice squad. Like, it's not like these guys, if you don't make the final 53-man roster, they're gone. No, these guys, some of these guys, DeMichael Harris was on your practice squad a good majority of last season. Desmond Patman the same way. I think Mike Strawn the same way. So you, you like these guys? But you don't necessarily need them to make an impact here in week in in year number one or year number two, and that's fine. That that should be what the point is of drafting these guys later. Um, so obviously, the Colts know a lot more about some of these other younger wide receivers than we do. I think right. I like the argument that you're making. Initially, I was like, absolutely not on a guy like Golden Tate. But I think the more we kind of realize, like, this could just be a nice insurance policy, I think the more I'm kind of becoming on board with with potentially, um, depending on what, where Golden Tate is and kind of what his thoughts are and what his hope is, um, I'm fine with it if you get him for a very cheap deal. But yeah. what do you guys think? Um, do you guys want a guy like like Golden Tate? Um, we listed some of the pros, some of the cons, got into a little bit of discussion. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts in the comments. But that'll do it. Unless you got anything else, Derek, I think that'll do it for this episode. Um, I mean, ultimately, again, Golden Tate with this team will basically be the same, practically the same with him, practically the same without him. It's just an ultimate question of, you know, Golden Tate, a veteran in this league, a guy that knows better, a guy that knows his abilities. Do you get him for a decent price at what you want him for? Is he willing to do that? Is he willing to take a step back in an offense that has the four guys that are already there and we know are the prime four guys? Is he willing to just be a depth piece and go forward with that? If he's okay with it and you get him on a short deal for a veteran's minimum, then I have no issues with this with making that move. But obviously, if it's more than that, I'm I'm not wanting to pull the trigger for a guy that's about to be 33. Yeah, and it and if it does happen that way, say he he he's accepts a kind of contract like that, I kind of look at it as like a win win for the Colts. Like, say one of these young receivers go out and they outperform Golden Tate, great, you cut him. It's not a big deal, not a big loss. But say some of these guys need time. All right, then you have another proven veteran wide receiver to mix with these young wide receivers. Um, and, and you know, Paris Campbell, we love Paris Campbell. We said it a lot, but like. We just don't know with them right now, and it would be a, it would be wise, I think, for the Colts to invest in another wide receiver that you feel pretty confident in, has that connection, like I mentioned. So I'm all right with it, especially if if the price is right and if he's willing to really go wherever's needed. But 
All right, guys, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to our opinion on Golden Tate, pros and cons. Let us know, like I said, in the comments below. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit like on this video. Be sure to subscribe if you're new to the channel. Or if you've been around on the channel, just haven't hit the subscribe button yet, we'd love for you to check us out. We try to come up with videos every day. It's been a little crazy so far, uh, especially these last couple weeks. We've been every couple days, but we're trying to get back on schedule here. Training camp's coming soon. We'll have coverage for you guys there, but really appreciate all your support. Can't believe we're over 7,000. I mean, 10,000 is the goal, man. I think we can get there pretty quickly here, but uh, you know, obviously you guys are the reason why, and we are just so thankful for that. Giving away uh, a hat here. So, uh, stay tuned. It's a really cool hat, actually, really cool bolt hat. If you haven't been entered in that, head on over to Twitter. Excuse me, I can't speak. Head on over to Twitter. Um, go see the the things for the giveaway and also on Instagram as well. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And as always, go Colts.